You made it. You've arrived. This is Peter Levitan's Advertising Stories. And you're about to hear entertaining, personal, often instructive stories from deep inside the world of advertising. Hi, this is Peter Levitan, and you are listening to Advertising Stories. I started this podcast because between me and my zillions of ad agency and client friends, we have, well, you guessed it, lots of stories. Today, we are heading way back to 2006 to listen to one of my own agency's podcasts. This is from the old days. Yes, 2006. You'll hear me interview Rob Walsh, who was a founding member of the world of podcasting. I think Rob started in 2004. Today, Rob is VP of Podcaster Relations at the leading podcast hosting site, Libsyn. Remember, you are now heading back to 2006. Hello, today I am talking to Rob Walsh, and he is the... Uh, the CEO, the guru, the grand poobah of Podcast 411, which is a great podcast show, and obviously you can um, listen to it on care of iTunes or go right to podcast411.com. And Rob's show has been around since 2004. Is that correct, Rob? That's correct, Peter. And what number are you up to? You're in the, in the thousands, correct? right? Something like that? No, I just put up show 149. All right. Well, that's pretty good, right? That means that you are a veteran podcaster? That's what people tell me, yes. All right. And so you uh, uh, have not had or you've been able to overcome podcast fade? I have not pod faded. You have uh, not. Okay. Much to the, the, against what some rumors may say, I, I'm still here and going strong. Okay. What is Podcast 411? Podcast 411, best way to think of it is like inside the actor's studio, except for podcasting. And that was my main goal and mission when I started the show back in late 2004. I, I wanted to have a platform where I could go out and interview other podcasters in this, at the time, very new art, and have them tell what they learned and what their experiences were, and basically let them tell other people what to look out for and what to do right and what to, not to do in podcasting. And is your sense that podcasters are articulate? Most podcasters are very articulate. Uh, for the most part, they want us to talk. Uh, they're good at talking. Uh, I try not to get too many on the show that are that don't talk well. <laughs> I've had a couple. <laughs> right. Like major pauses, right? I do a lot of editing. I do a lot of editing on my show to get out all the ends and the ums and the you knows. So you will not hear those when you listen to my show. So I, I can take... With some guests, I'll take four minutes of and, um, you know, and dead space out of a 20-minute show. <laughs> right. Well, it's, it's, I, I had, uh, I've gone through in my career, you know, the, the career coaching, uh, speech coaching, presentation coaching uh, programs, and I still sit here and say, um, and every once in a while, I think I'm going to put a sign up in my, uh, in front of, in, in, right behind the microphone that says no ums, right? Uh, but bottom line, um, we um, for whatever reason that we um. So- uh, recent shows that I've listened to, I just want to let the, let the audience know, um, uh, and these are, these are shows and then you're, you are talking to the show host, I would assume that's, is that generally your audience? I in mean, your, most your... case, 
in most cases, I'm talking to the show host. Uh, there's been a couple times where I've talked to the producers, and there's been a few people I've had on the show that weren't actually um, doing a podcast, but they were providing services into the podcasting community, uh, such as Walt Moss. Well, Walt Moss kind of had a podcast, but uh, he was more writing about podcasting. And that's Walt Mossberg, who is the tech writer for the Wall Street Journal. Correct. Okay. And you also interviewed Larry Kudlow. Yes, and he actually did have a podcast, and uh, he was doing true original content for uh, the Kudlow and Company podcast. And I thought one thing, I listened to that a couple of days ago. I had a three-hour drive, so I I listened to a bunch of podcasts. Uh, One of the things that I thought was very interesting that he said, and I think you interviewed him in December of 2005, if I'm correct, around that time period. Yes. He said that New York media people were not doing podcasting, were not yet really aware of the benefits of podcasting. And why why do you think that's the case? Well, I think for the most part, a lot of big media people aren't creating original content. Most of them are taking what they already have due to time constraints or lack of understanding of the medium, and they're just rehashing previously done material. And that's not what the podcast audience is looking for. For the most part, podcast audience is looking for new and unique material. Uh, the interview I had up last week with Ronald Moore, the executive producer of Battlestar Galactica, is a perfect example of what to do with a podcast. His is, in my opinion, the best big media podcast that's out there. And he creates special content in the way of a director's um, commentary for each episode of Battlestar Galactica. It's not rehashed material. It's all brand new material, and he records it specifically for the podcast. And it gives you a great insight behind the Battlestar Galactica TV show. If you're a fan and you don't listen to that podcast, you're missing out on a lot of good information. So your belief is the best podcasts are podcasts uh, that are original content. Yes. I, I think the rehash material, there's no value added for the listener. You really have to say when you're creating content as a podcaster, why does the listener want to listen to this? Why do they want to give up a certain percentage of their time during the day to listen to this content? What is it about your content that is worth that part of their life? But I listen to, uh, and you may as well listen to On the Media from PBS, and the only way I can really hear this show is by uh, putting it on my iPod and listening to it when I want, right? So, So there are two things in effect here, time shifting. I can shift the time that I want to hear it. And location shifting, I can listen to it where I want to. Now, I would not listen to that show were it not a podcast. So uh, while I agree with you, probably 90% that I think the best podcasts are original content, the time shifting opportunity, or even in fact, in in the case of that show, that PBS show, the opportunity that I would never be able to listen to it otherwise because I just don't listen to that much radio in the car. I live in a small town, so we don't necessarily have a lot of car time here. Uh, but that's the only way I could hear that show. Now, I will tuck my tail between my legs and say the PBS content is pretty good. And, and that is the one rehash material where people actually go out of their way to subscribe to it because they want to listen to it, but they just don't know when to listen to it because the local PBS station may play it at a different time. than They, they don't even know what the schedule is at PBS. Right. So, so in that sense, it works. Um, I know there are some TV shows where you can listen to the audio track of the TV show, which I think is just bizarre. Right. It, it, oh, there was even the worst case one was the the one for the Family Guy Fox did, and it was a recap of what happened on the episode. It can't. It doesn't get any more boring than that. 
Right. But they're, they're figuring this doesn't cost very much money, uh, just a little bit of labor. So let's throw these things up on the internet. Mm-hmm. All right. Who is your audience? Who's listening to Podcast 411? When I started out, I really just thought my audience was going to be a small niche of uber geeks, you know, before the early adopters, the lunatic fringe type people. And early on, I think that was the audience. Uh, but it's grown. Now I have a lot of people that listen to my show that aren't even planning on doing a podcast, which surprised me. I always thought it was going to be people that were going to do a podcast or were doing a podcast. And I get emails from people that say, you know, I, I'm listening to your show and I, I, I listen to find out about new shows, but I'm not planning on doing a podcast. But I think well over half of my audience, well over is a podcaster or planning on being a podcaster. And do you have an idea of the size of your audience? Yeah, I, I know... I have my MP3 files hosted at Liberated Syndicate. That's Libsyn.com. Right. And they have a very good stats package, so I know how many downloads I get per episode. And the last few episodes have been averaging about 3,600 downloads per show. Well, that's excellent, correct? I mean, that's much higher than the average. uh, It's a good number. Yeah, I mean, most people don't realize in podcasting, uh, FeedBurner put out a stat, and it was like there was 49,000 podcast feeds, and there was 1.6 million subscribe subscriptions to those feeds. And if you did the numbers, it worked out to like 30 subscriptions per podcast feed. And if you say, okay, half the feeds aren't even working, then maybe the number is 60. So we like to say that on the average, if you look at the mean, it's about 60 to 100 subscribers for podcasting. And how and if are you're they... above 100, you're doing well. If you're above 500, you're doing very well. And how do people find you? Ha- Word of mouth, other websites, uh, a lot of people link to me. Whenever I do an interview with someone, a lot of times they'll link to my site. Uh, I kind of become like the Johnny Appleseed of podcasting because early on I had the first tutorials that teach people how to podcast. So a lot of people come to my tutorial. I get linked to from you know, MIT and Wikipedia and uh, Berkeley and a lot of other universities linked to me. So uh, there's like 100,000 links into my website from around the Internet. Now, it, do you think that that's a function of you having been early? Absolutely. Okay. So it's uh, because I, I often look at um, – people who are starting podcasts today and it's just very you know the obviously the parallel is to websites back when and I was I was putting up websites not at the very beginning but in 1994 which was still pretty early and we got found by people because there were the numbers were relatively low today it's just I mean the sea is so large um, we're not even sure how many podcasts are actually do you have do you have an idea how many podcasts there are out there well, if you go by the feed burner stats right now, they say they're managing about 54,000 feeds. Not everybody's using feed burner. So if you look at, okay, half the feed burner feeds may be dead feeds. I still say whatever the feed burner number is, it's a rough estimate of that's probably how many podcasters are out there, give or take 10,000. So right now, somewhere around 50,000 plus or minus 10. Okay. And do you promote your show now? I have never done any paid promotion of my show. I, I, my show is actually commercial-free, ad-free. My website's commercial-free, ad-free. And on that vein, I don't go out and pay to advertise my show anywhere. Um, it's all by word of mouth, viral marketing. And so it sort of begs the question, why are you doing this? My goal when I got into it was purely as a hobby, 
But back on April 1st of 2005, I quit my day job, walked away from a six-figure income to podcast full-time and do it as a consultant. I saw early on that where people were going to need help was getting podcasts up. I mean, I was getting calls all day long, every day, about help. They needed help on getting their podcast going. So I now consult for different clients and get the, to get their podcasts up and running. I do Senator John Edwards' podcast. I do Governor Bill Richardson's podcast, which is about to come out here in the next week or so. I've worked with the Sacramento Kings and other clients. And is there money in are uh, money in those hills? There is money in those hills. Uh, is it enough to live off of right now? Uh, getting better, but not quite there yet. And is that a function, do you think, of, of what you can charge, or is it a function of the size of the market? Well, I think it's partially the last uh, six months I was busy writing a book, and I kind of pulled back from any promotion of, of trying to even get clients. And is this a book on podcasting? Yes, Tricks of the Podcasting Masters. There you go. Say it one more time. Tricks of the Podcasting Masters. <laughs> okay. And when- Publishing and- just out now on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, Borders. All right. Well, we'll obviously have to make sure that we get a uh, a um, URL for that. Uh, do you want to sell it through Amazon? Does it matter? It probably doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If you go to podcast411.com, there's a link on the front page okay. to the book. Okay. Excellent. Well, this is, a good, I think, a pretty good place to end part one. Uh, we've got a good understanding of who you are, or at least a reasonably good understanding, and, and why you're doing Podcast 401. And I think, it's, I think the, the fact that um, you are, as you stated earlier, trying to be uh, the actor's studio of, which is really an inside look of uh, who's doing it, why they're doing it, and what their show's about. And, and I do obviously highly recommend your show to, to anybody listening to this. Um, I, so I think we've got a, a good place to, start, uh, to stop. Um, so that's part one. Uh, when we come back, what I'd like to talk about is a little more global about the state of the whole podcasting industry. Okay. This podcast of The 360 View is produced by Ralston 360, a 20-year-old advertising agency with offices in Bend, Oregon, and San Francisco, California. To learn more about Ralston 360 and to read and listen to more of their wonderful words, please visit Ralston360.com. That's Ralston360.com. Ladies and gentlemen, that was 2006. I'll put up part two of the Rob Walsh interview in a couple of days. Let's see how predictive he was 14 years ago. Show notes and some links will go up on my website at peterlevitan.com. Don't miss any future advertising stories. Sign up where you listen to podcasts. Thanks a lot for visiting.